Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about to books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your, I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Are you okay, Justin? Yes. The, yes, Sydney. I'm, I'm fine. I just, I have a headache. Oh, I hate to hear that. I'm it, sorry. And it seems to be all anybody's talking about right now. Uh, it's, it's top of Yahoo News. Uh, hashtag Justin's headache. Is it really? Because I thought it was like hashtag Walmart fights or something. No, this headache has gone viral, Sydney. It's the biggest deal that is a, a, a deal right now, and I think everybody is talking about Can't, it. Just to be fair, Justin, every time you have an illness, whether it be real or imagined, you tend to think it is the biggest story it going is. on. It is. It's a headline news story, um, and here's the problem. Mankind has no way of treating headaches. Oh, is that so? Yeah. You where just where did to, you read that? You just have to live. That's something I know. That's, that's something you know? That's intu- institutional knowledge. That's the kind of intuition you just have, being yeah. Justin McElroy. I just know there's nothing. But I th- I'm I'm sure that we've tried stuff. This is debilitating. I'm barely speaking. Le- I'm barely breathing, let alone podcasting. Um, and I'm hoping that you've heard of something from the annals of history. Well, I, I definitely have, and um, I may actually have some ideas for what could fix your headache now, but I'm going to make you sit through the history of headache cures before I tell you what that is. By the way, this isn't a bit. I I have a pretty bad headache. <laughs> <laughs> he really does sound strapping for the chuckles. <laughs> yeah, get ready. I'm sure it'll pass, but uh, so it's these prices, these Christmas prices. The Ugh, <laughs> Shopping season's here again. The first what a headache. <sighs> The first question, Justin, Sydney. speaking of headaches, uh, would be why Why does your head hurt? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I uh, slept on it wrong. Do you think you upset the gods in some way? Yes, absolutely. Well, that's always true. I don't keep the Sabbath. I don't keep kosher. I don't, um, you know, I step on cracks in sidewalks Right, that's regularly. definitely... That's definitely part of a religion. Um, more frighteningly, do you think you were possessed by a demon? Mm, that may be a stretch. I don't know. Because um, that's, I, I mean, that's a possible cause of headaches, or at least we thought it was. I used to listen to The Cure a lot. Is that the same thing? That's close enough. Right. Uh, I think more interestingly, and, and quite possibly, uh, do you think you could have lost some hairs somewhere 
and maybe somebody stepped on them. Well, yes. that Statistically speaking, that almost certainly happened. Well, because that could be the reason your head hurts. You just took a shower. You probably stepped on some of my hair. Exactly. It's my fault. You did this. Or, you know, some of those hairs could be used in a bird's nest, and that could be the cause of your headache. Which, I, I love this theory, because I guess the cure, then, would be finding the bird's nest. Finding and dismantling. The only thing, <laughs> your only solution, the only treatment you have available is to go bird's nest to bird's nest and just dismantle and just it. tear them apart. Just that would be brutal. Yeah. Um, the other possibility, and, and and literally the last thing you would feel like doing if you had a really bad headache. <laughs> Ugh. I'm not doing that for you. Pay a neighborhood child. Uh, or maybe you. Uh, do you think maybe you just left your hat on the bed? Um. Or maybe somebody else put their hat on your bed because either way, whoever sleeps in that bed next might just have a headache. Wow. I mean, that's a that doesn't even make a lot of sense, but I guess it's probably accurate. Or maybe you just blew the foam off of your beer. Now, who says that? Who would the say The Talmud that? says that that could be the cause of a headache. Maybe you just, you know, maybe you couldn't appreciate that good, thick, foamy head on your beer. and I blew it off and it gave me a headache? And then, yep. So uh, any of these things, really, since you've done them all, certainly, yeah. could be the cause of your headache, including demon possession. Not just do. I mean, I've, I seek some of these out, like, intentionally. Like I, you give birds your hair to build their nests out yeah, of? Yeah, it's, it's a very sort of uh, Disney princess-esque scene where I just extend strands of my hair, uh, uh, my hands outstretched, and just let neighborhood birds come and take my hair away. And then they dress you. It's either that and ribbons or, and lace. And, it's either that or pay at Master Cuts, and with these Christmas prizes, I'm just not sure I can afford it. <laughs> uh, this is a very different gifts of the Magi that we're getting into. Yeah, <laughs> I gave birds my hair. <laughs> I gave my watch to a bird. <laughs> That's so ironic because I bought a cage for a bird. It turns it turns it turns gifts of the Magi into like the sweetest bird story ever. Like, it's a very heartwarming story for birds. Maybe that's the story, maybe that's the version they tell birds. A human gave me hair. A human gave me a watch. What are we gonna do with these What are we gonna do with a watch? And then birds began to tell time. Oops. And everything changed. Birdvolution started there, (laughs) and then became birdmen. So let's talk about some ways to fix this headache. Thank God. (laughs) Uh, The ancient Egyptians had a great idea. So just, okay, take some clay, and then kind of sculpt it into a crocodile that's holding grain in its mouth. That's key. It's got to be a crocodile that's holding some grain in its mouth. And then I guess you fire it or however you, you know, harden it. So now you have a clay crocodile and then you're going to bind that to your head, like just kind of put it on your head and then wrap a piece of cloth around there to hold it in place. But make sure that you've written the names of the gods that you want to help you on the cloth. Gee, my head hurts. I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> well, you got to take the time to make a clay crocodile if you want to make that headache go away. I, there's no part of me that wants to belly up to the kiln when my head is throbbing, especially not when there's going to be some intricate grain work. <laughs> well, maybe maybe the Greeks had a, had a better idea. So as we move into all the, the theory of, of humors... Um, a lot of, you know, we've talked about this before, that you have four humors and you got to get them in balance. Uh, so it was noted by Hippocrates that a lot of people um, threw up when they had a really bad headache and that they tended to feel better. So just go puke. Okay. Easy. I'll be right back. It didn't work. I, I threw up. Well, okay. Then let's try some bloodletting. Oh, great. 
bloodletting is always a big favorite when it comes to curing, well, anything. Um, but specifically, if you want to cure a headache with bloodletting, I, I found this particular technique intriguing. So take a goose feather. All of these are so involved for somebody with a headache. I know. I have a <laughs> headache. I don't know what old-timey people were doing. I think the main thing was to take up so much of your time in the headache cure that by the end, statistically, your headache was probably gone. Right. Uh, so take a goose feather, and you're going to take, like, the end that, you know, is connected to the goose, like the little stem, whatever you call that. The end. goose end. The goose end of the <laughs> feather. <laughs> and you're going to kind of cut teeth into it, like it's a little saw. Okay. And then you're going to stick that up inside your nose. And you're gonna kind of move it around until you bleed a whole lot. I wish you all could see my face right now. This is ghastly. What? Why? Uh, why a goose feather? Why you have to cut it into a saw? I don't. Why not just a stick? Why your is, nose? I, I think the idea was that there are a lot of blood vessels there, so you'd bleed well. And I mean, it's close to your head. I guess, right? But is it? I mean, is it really a problem with my blood brain volume? Well, it could be. It okay, so be. this could I mean, work. Definitely, kind of jumping it. ahead a little bit, by the 1600s, trepanation was also being used for headaches, so it could be your blood brain volume. Um, who else? Who else has something for me? Because the um, goose feather thing didn't work, and there's a mess. Well, this was also uh, about the time when people would try cupping. Are you familiar with cupping? I am a little bit. It's where you create like a vacuum mm -hmm. uh, with a with a cup by setting a match inside of it, right? And it sucks up all the oxygen. And exactly. At the time, they were more like glass tubes, and then they would they'd get them hot, create a vacuum, put it on the skin. And it would, the idea was to form like a blister of some sort, a sore or a blister. You could also just kind of burn somebody. Mm -hmm. um, but then the stuff that would seep out of it hopefully would be whatever was causing the pain or infection or whatever. And you could do this on your head if you wanted to cure a headache. Um, but I thought it was interesting. Hippocrates did note that if your headache was brought on by either exercise or sex, which I think he called a venereal activity. <laughs> Ugh, romantic. Then there was no hope. Don't try cupping. Don't try bloodletting. You're just going to have to let it ride. Just live with your sex headache. <laughs> um. In the late 1900s in Spain, uh, Albuquesis, who was uh, the surgeon, the royal surgeon for the king, had a great idea, which was, uh, so, you know, your head hurts. It's something going on with your head, obviously. That's where the right. problem is. Yeah. So let's just cut open the skin at your temples. Done. And put some garlic cloves in there. Okay. See, that doesn't, that is good if it is a vampire-centric headache or a vampire is in your brain causing the headache, a tiny vampire. Uh, but I don't even think they had vampires in the late 900s in Spain. When were vampires invented, honey? They didn't get over to Spain until like <laughs> 1910 or 1950. How, where? What history book are you reading? Vampires, A World Tour by Justin McElroy. Did you see this on the Discovery Channel over Halloween? Yeah, it was in their... Or on the History it was, Channel. It was Sorry. in their special... Vampires A World Tour based on the book <laughs> Vampires A World Tour by Justin McElroy. You have to write that book now. I smell yeah. a Kickstarter. Yeah, I I gotta claim the uh, ISDN number now. Uh, it's already been no. registered in the Library of Congress since I said it out loud. <laughs> now shoving garlic under your skin is a terrible idea uh, for headaches, but if you're making a chicken, that's a great idea for flavor or a yeah if you're making chicken out of your head well no don't <laughs> i meant like an actual chicken like you know put oh, it under right. the skin put some garlic skin, some butter maybe some fat. fresh herbs okay you know yeah and i'm hungry and have a headache cool so in the medieval times 
Um, and they always had great ideas in the medieval times, really. At least this isn't, I don't think this is particularly gross. So I will say that for, um, for medieval people, usually it involved like putting some kind of excrement on your body to fix something. All they uh, advise for a headache, just try a mixture of opium and vinegar and rub it all over your head. And I like that because the idea was we knew opium helped with pain. So maybe and vinegar was thought to kind of open the pores. And so you put vinegar up there, it opens the pores. You put opium up there, you absorb it faster, and then you're high on opium. And who cares about the headache? Yeah, headache gone, solved. I think the vinegar could have been cut out for a more effective and fast cure. Yeah, but just eat some opium. Um, similarly, I like this. In the 1600s, uh, it was advised that you could, uh, if you wanted to fix your headache, you can shave your head. Drastic. Yeah, a little bit. Because who knows? It might pass. This and has to be a serious headache. I, yeah. And that's what I have to assume with a lot of these treatments, that these were like last resort kind of things. Right. That like if your head hurt a little bit, like, I don't know, they just like sprinkled some magic water on your head or prayed over you or something. But it's when like your head won't stop hurting. Then you go in and you're like, dude, just shave my head. And you're not allowed to do this, by the way. Okay. Um, and then you apply cantharidin to your head. Now, what is that? You may ask. I am asking that. Well, that's Spanish fly, Justin. <laughs> my, oh, my. <laughs> so, uh, so. It's an irritant. Uh, it's from a, a beetle. Oh, so it's from a Spanish fly, um, from okay. a bug. Right. And uh, it will irritate your skin. So it will actually probably cause some blistering um, on your head, uh, which is the thought that that's why it would work. Again, you form a blister, stuff comes out of the blister. That's the, that's the pain coming out. But Spanish fly also is uh, known to be a potent aphrodisiac. I think they were trying to remove a woman's excuse to, you know, oh, not tonight. I have a headache. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to show you. Yeah, you're about I'm gonna to shave be, your head and rub Spanish fly on you. You're about to be entwined with lust for me. Uh, I thought it was interesting. It said that it was you would know you would put too much on when you began to have dysuria, which is burning when you pee. Um, and I, I thought, well, that's interesting. Why would a. Uh, an aphrodisiac cause burning when you pee. That seems like something that would not make you want to have sex. Right. Uh, that irritation of the genitals is what it's supposed to do to make you want to have sex. Yeah, that's the way that they. Uh, it. I guess it. I guess in small amounts. <laughs> in small amounts, it just like mildly irritates them. Maybe like tickles. I don't know. And that would make you want to. What do is it. Wrong with Isn't that weird? I didn't Th know that's that how that is works. Weird. That's how Spanish fire works. You rub it down there and it, it gets like a little itchy. Well, I don't think you rub it down there. I think people take it orally. Oh, okay. I saw it once in a uh, in a gas station bathroom. You know, one of those dispensaries, mm -hmm. like in the they give you condoms and Spanish fly. Yeah. You know, it's funny uh, uh, selling aphrodisiacs in a gas station. Um, I would say that if you're willing to buy any sort of sexual aid from a gas station vending machine, you're already pretty horny. <laughs> like, your libido is just fine right now. You're buying this from a gas station. Yeah, nothing will stop you. Yeah, you are Yeah, you are a force of nature at that point. Like, you're not gonna be dissuaded from it. Why do you need something to amp you up? You are gonna be waiting in line in a minute and staring at, like, packs of cigarettes and, like, those rotating taquitos that have been there for three years. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking about boning down. So all you don't have a problem. That's all you're thinking about. What else, Sid? 
Well, if all else fails... It has. <laughs> in the, and we're still in the 1600s at this point. What you can do is just... So take a hot iron and put it on your head. Okay. Wherever well, it hurts. Wait one second. All right. Okay, wherever, just the place where it hurts. It hurts right about where I put the hot iron. Right, and it just keep cauterizing right down to the muscle. Okay, hold on one second. And yes, cauterized. And right. This is still right. extremely painful. Right, well, yeah. Now, wait, I forgot to ask. Are you someone with a vigorous body and much courage? Uh, yeah. Because this should not look be undertaken. My, look at my business card. <laughs> look at this t-shirt I'm wearing course it says it says exactly that right here justin mcelroy i have a vigorous body and much courage you're right it does yeah it's right there well uh that that was one thing that they this one stipulation is that if you're gonna cauterize someone's head down to the muscle you want to make sure that they are vigorous and courageous um now if you want to cauterize down to the bone which how you determine i guess it depends which kind of weirdo doctor you are um you might want to pick an area without a lot of muscle because they knew that cauterizing muscle was painful (laughs) Which I think cauterizing anything on your head is probably painful. Cauterization um, in general is not like a pleasant. But once you get to the bone, obviously you can't keep cauterizing the bone. So then you start chiseling. I, did they think that they were just going to find like a frigging gremlin at some point? Like, oh, here's your problem. There's a, like, a little guy well, in here causing it. He's inside your, he lived inside your bone. A lot of this, you have to, it was the same kind of time where they were doing things like trepanation. And there were people who would try to cure headaches with trepanation and find like maybe like a bleed. Maybe they would chisel in and then they would find some blood there and then they, and then relieving the pressure of that blood would actually relieve the headache. Mm-hmm. So that happens once and then all of a sudden everybody's doing it. Yeah. Everybody has hole in the head fever. Now by the 18th century, um, and I think we've mentioned this before, electricity was a very popular thing to be used in medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the time, we didn't have a lot of ways of generating electricity just everywhere, everybody. So um, the best thing to do is if you had a headache, just grab an electric eel. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have one of those lying around, but I'm sure if I drove to a local aquarium. The, there were many different species of uh, electric fish that they recommended, but there were particularly some eels that were the most, um, that had the highest voltage, I guess. <laughs> And so, so you could do that. If you don't live near electric eels, um, then there were machine-generated electrical currents that you could be shocked with in order to get rid of your headache. I'm a, I'm a purist. I like free-range electrical animals. Yeah, <laughs> like go grab your eel with your bare hands. I don't need a machine to do it for me. I like it that what the way you do that, by the way, is you grab the eel in one hand and then you put your other hand on your head. <laughs> that would create a. Well, let's even complete a circuit. I don't know. I mean, it's like you're already grabbing it, right? Yeah. It's like it doesn't. Yeah. It's gonna. Hit, it's gonna shock your head. What if you just put a light bulb in the other hand and entertain the neighbors? <laughs> that was. That's in the footnotes. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, and at the time, you know, a lot of the things that were being tried for anything else was also being tried for headaches, like hydrotherapy, mustard baths, vibration Ugh. therapy. So they thought that if you rode in a um like a buggy for a long time, your headache went away. So maybe. You know, if we put you in a vibrating chair, uh, dunk you in cold water. Um, uh, Darwin's granddad was a scientist working at the time, and he advised spinning people around, like by their head, so that all the blood would rush to their feet mm-hmm. to relieve the pressure from the blood in your head, and then that would. This that would is only it. possible, of course, if you have a very large big brother <laughs> capable of doing that for you. 
<laughs> and I hope they weren't grabbing people by the head. No, I think you grab them by the arms. And I mean, but you'd really need like an Andre the Giant esque figure at this point for me. Did you do that to your little brothers? I did. I was little, but they didn't have headaches. They just had dumb faces that needed to be put in check. <laughs> How many times did you drop them? None that I will limit to. Um, in the 19th century, uh, some medications were actually being, inv- and of course, all throughout time, there were medications that were sure. funny and ridiculous. But uh, one that I like uh, by Gowers, uh, who is an important figure in the history of neurology, um, is a concoction of nitroglycerin and alcohol. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, that will probably make you feel better. That's potent. But he said, you know what? If you don't have time, I guess, to stop by the drugstore or wherever, my house, and get some of this, just smoke some pot. Well, okay, now you're cheating. <laughs> that was one of his biggest recommendations. If you're somebody with a lot of headaches and they won't go away, just, you know. Probably. Smoke a dube. Smoke a dube, she says. <laughs> Brought to you Brought by to you. avid drug user, obviously. I know all the lingo. <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. All right, laudanum was also around then. Sure. Speaking of drugs. Everybody's on that laudanum tip. Yeah, so everybody was, you know, taking laudanum for their headaches, wink, wink, and their female troubles. Um, now, by the 20th century, people started doing surgeries for headaches. And this is kind of scary. So some of these surgeries we understand and are familiar with today, like taking out your tonsils and your adenoids or doing some kind of uh, sinus surgery. Thought being that you had some kind of sinus problem, nasal drainage, something like that that was causing your headaches, which actually may have been possible that you had, you know, a sinusitis or some kind of sinus problem and and that was the cause. Um, But they also started doing, you know, a lot of really complex surgeries where they were trying to like stop different nervous pathways in the head and neck and brain area. And all of that is probably a bad idea. Um, they also did lumbar punctures a lot for headaches. Now, does any of this have any sort of ground? I mean, 20th century, I start to assume that there's some sort of grounding in we were reality st- for, for treatments. Well, some of these things. I mean, like I said, we were, we were starting to understand, like, certainly there were probably some people who had headaches because of sinus problems. There were probably some people who, you know, who had migraines and trying to start working on, like, vascular um, pathways. Was it because a lot of the people were were contemplating is it because veins are dilating or because they're constricting or you know was it certain like nerve bundles that are causing it we were starting to understand why headaches were happening a little bit and we were dividing headaches into different categories you know this is a tension headache this is a cluster headache this is a this is a migraine that kind of thing so yeah i mean to some extent we kind of knew what we were doing and certainly if you have increased intracranial pressure doing a lumbar puncture would probably you know, release that pressure and fix your headache. Um, but most people with headaches do not have increased intracranial pressure. So, you know, kind of so, like the same thing with trepanation. Most people with a headache don't have a bleed in their head that they need to be relieved by drilling a hole in their skull. But if you are that person, I guess that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could also, at that point, we started doing things like hypnosis and psychotherapy, recognizing that some people who had chronic headaches might, as a result of you know, depression or anxiety or, you know, stress, tension, those kinds of things. I don't know so much about the hypnosis. Yeah, I, I don't know if you could. This seems a little, a little uh, uh, ungrounded in science for me. 
You could hypnotize someone out of you're, headaches. You're against the hypnosis. I am not a fan of hypnosis. So you're going to let me remove your adenoids, tonsils, do a sinus surgery on you that I don't know how to do, and a lumbar puncture, which I actually can do, and some psychotherapy, but the hypnosis is where you draw the line? What if you try to subliminize me while I'm under? Subliminize you? Yeah, you try to subliminize me and give me like messages that would be stuck in my, uh, you know, way back in my brain towards my like hypothalamus. And you would give me like messages. You're really good with your neuroanatomy, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, and you you would give me like secret commands, or you can make me like balk like a chicken when you say suitcase or something like that. I can't I can't leave my psyche open. What I'm saying, Sydney, is that I can't leave my psyche open to attack like that. I can't I can't be defenseless in that manner. But you're okay with me cauterizing your head down to the muscle? Yeah, I mean I'm. I'll try stuff physically, but I need to have my wits about me at all times. Let's try some folk remedies. What do you think? Yeah, those are so, made up. So there are a whole lot of folk remedies for getting rid of a headache that uh, when did they first you know, show up? Who knows? Some of them, obviously, people aren't doing now. And then probably others of these, there are people still trying today. Um, so one that I really liked was if your head's hurting, all you got to do is find a rope and wrap it around your head. Now, one stipulation, this has got to be a rope that was used to hang someone. Okay, what? Yeah. Where? Yeah. Okay, where are you even finding that? eBay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. Fair, fair dinkum. Yeah, probably eBay. I guess hang somebody. They got everything there. Oh, man, how bad does your headache have to be before you hang a fool? So hang somebody and then tie the rope around your head after you have, you're done hanging them. Done. Um, actually, they said if you could find a rope that was used in a suicide, that those ropes have special powers, and those might cure your baldness or your gray hair as well. So that's like the that's like the foil wrap chase chase card of of suicide, of ropes that you I want to the hang Lexus off. of hanging ropes. Right, that's a that's a rare one. That's the Charizard of ropes that you use to kill people and also cure headaches. Um, you could also, if you don't like that idea, or maybe you don't know anybody who hung themselves, hanged themselves, hanged themselves. Hanged, yeah. Uh, you could just take some earthworms. Okay. Mash them up and then apply. Now, make sure that you mash them up and you know how many are in each little like earth, earthworm mushy pile because you need to rub an even number into your forehead and each temple. Otherwise, you'll just look ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, if you rub like three into each temple and two into your forehead, what are you even doing? You'll be a laughing stock. And that's going to work for sure. Um, okay. Or I you could go outside and feed some birds afterwards. Yeah, from your head. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Stick them in. Stick them in a, uh, a bird's nest. Oh, oh no! No, don't let oh, them get no. to your hair. Or you could. Um, in the, in the great medical tradition of strapping animals to your body, which is one of my favorite things, uh, you could strap a frog to your head. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, I've already got a clay alligator up there. There's no way a frog can get up there. <laughs> he'll, freak, he'll lose his mind. Well, you leave it there till it dies. Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Or you could just go ahead and in if you just want to deal with something that's already dead so you don't have to worry about it struggling and trying to hold it there and maybe peeing on you or whatever, um, a dead mole will work. I would give any price to watch some I have to see the entire thing though I have to see someone walking along with a headache seeing the mole on the ground looking to see if anyone's watching they don't see me and put picking up a mole and just tying it to their head I have to see that I would pay any price <laughs> well 
why don't you go do it and I will film you. And Christmas, Christmas is just around the corner, Sydney. All I want is a video of someone putting a mole on their head. All right, you heard it, Internet. You got to help me out. <laughs> P.O. Box 54, Honey, West Virginia, 25706. <laughs> send me a dead... No, don't send me a dead mole. Send don't me a send video. Don't send dead moles. Send me a video of somebody That's strapping a, a dead mole to their head. the USPS as a federal crime. Send moles. Is it? Probably. I don't know. Um, I'm not a lawyer. You could also wrap a snake around your head. I'm hoping it's a dead one. It doesn't specify. Um... If it's not dead beforehand. Let's go with dead, just so we can avoid a lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, or a dead salt herring will work. So lots of dead animals you can strap on your head. Um, so go ahead and do all that, Justin. Along with that clay I'm alligator running, with I'm the grain on, in its mouth. I'm honestly running out of space up here. I'm running out of real estate of animals and animal-shaped clay figurines to attach to my head. Well, maybe we should have just uh, you know, focused on preventing the headache to begin with. Okay. So here's some. It's a little things. late for that, but fine. here's some things you should have done. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late, but hey, maybe our listeners will benefit from this. Carry a buckeye or a nut with you at all times. Okay, I already do that. Which one? Yes, absolutely. I carry a buckeye and a nut, one in each pocket, to balance me out. Why do you do that? Slingshot. <laughs> oh, okay. Of course. I have to be ready at all times. <laughs> You, you're you're like Dennis the Menace. Exactly, you're like just, Dennis the Menace, a little like a scamp. Yeah, yeah. Little Justin, little. With his slingshot, his nuts in each pocket, and his clay alligator strapped to his head <laughs> next to the dead salt herring and the mole. You could also Not wear a popular child. <laughs> you could also wear a coral or a jade necklace. That can help. Beautiful. Yeah, that's love. That seems harmless enough. This is a look now. This is coming <laughs> together as a look. <laughs> this is a very. This is what you're going as, as for Halloween next year. Yeah, next a year. A guy who's <laughs> desperate to get rid of his headache. Guy with a headache. Guy with a super bad headache. Um, or or you could have just uh, so catch a rattlesnake, kill it. Don't kill it. I'm not. I'm not recommending anybody kill any animals. This is hypothetical. Um, kill it. Take its rattle and strap it to your hat band. That's. <laughs> So that'll work. That'll work. Um, that looked fancy too. There Oof. were there are all kinds of Put that on a trilby. That's gonna look real nice. <laughs> there are all kinds of poultices, you know, that people are always a fan of. Some of the ones I particularly liked. Um, you could put some potato and some salt on your head. Um, some buck buckwheat cakes, but only if they're Pennsylvania Dutch buckwheat cakes. That same. <laughs> Those are the only ones that work. That sounds like a. a, a an advertising uh, yeah, ploy. <laughs> Try genuine Pennsylvania Dutch buckwheat cakes for a headache. The only buckwheat cakes guaranteed to get rid of that headache. And by guaranteed, we mean we're lying. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you could try some cucumber peels, uh, some Jimson weed. No, I'm not trying any of this. No. Okay. Is there anything real? Uh, you know, throughout all of all of these different time periods, as I was researching all of these terrible ideas for headaches. A lot of people said things that probably would work occasionally. So cold compresses were were recommended many different many different times all throughout the years. Uh, massage was recommended, um, especially as you move into like the the 18th century. Um, and you know, if you have a really bad tension headache, a nice neck back massage could help. Um, getting a good night's sleep was something that a lot of people recommended. So that can help with certain kinds of headaches or, or taking a, wor- a warm bath. As they got into like hydrotherapy, there was weird stuff like we're going to squirt warm water at your feet. But then there was like good ideas like just take a warm, relaxing bath with some herbal things in it that smell nice and 
yeah, you know, that kind of thing, depending again on the kind of headache might have helped. Um, and then there was also a push to try to identify like, hey, when you have a headache, is it just when you drink alcohol? Because maybe that's causing your headache. And of course, whenever any of these triggers would be found, it would be generalized to everybody. So, oh, nobody can, you know, eat potatoes now or whatever. But right. Um, but uh, trying to avoid your headache triggers is actually something we still recommend patients. Um, for real, though. It depends on the kind of headache and getting into all of the different treatments for whether you have tension headaches or migraines or cluster headaches or chronic daily headaches or just your regular old run of the mill. Everybody gets them every once in a while kind of headache. Um, it really depends. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to. There's a lot of, th- you know, you headaches. Just go take some pills for it. I don't know. Headaches. No, don't. No, don't just go take some pills for it. Eh, take a pill. No, most most of the um, regular old average headaches that I get or that you get, Justin. Mine are no, not, not average, city. There's nothing average about my headaches. They're setting the world on fire. Have you tried to take any over-the-counter pain reliever, Justin? Yeah, I took three ibuprofen. Has it helped? I don't know. I Sydney, I took them like... What do you mean you don't know? I, they take a half hour to work. I took them like 25 minutes ago before we started recording. Well, okay. Wait, there. No, yeah, it's a little better. Well, there you go. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we hope our show was not a headache for you to yeah, listen did to. Did you get that? Did you get that great headaches, joke? Uh, listen, this is my this is the best I can do right now. All right, uh, cut me some slack. Um, thank you to people tweeting about the show, like Aubrey Ralph. Um, Kurt, and can I just say, if you really do need help with your headaches, you should probably talk to your doctor. Yeah, like, but that's like everything. If you well, really yeah. do need medical treatment, well, I don't want everybody just doing what you do, strapping a bunch of crap to your head and taking ibuprofen. It's a look. Sam Pfeiffer, uh, thank you for tweeting about the show, as well as Doug Piker, Joe Pangrace, Justin Lewis, uh, Bubble Monkey, Ian Kelly, Max, uh, Peter, Tom, uh, Jackie Collins, Richard Laurie, Carl Gladstone. Uh, we really appreciate you guys sharing the show. We're at Sawbones on Twitter. Or you can tweet at us, at Justin McElroy. And she's at Sydney McElroy, S-Y-D-N-E-E. We're sorry last week for missing our episode. We were out of town. Sorry. We were across the Atlantic, but we are back. And, and, and wish it, you all a happy belated Thanksgiving. Everything's going to be great now because we're home. Don't worry. Don't worry. Everybody calm down. I just relax. Calm and down. Take a warm, soothing bath. Go review us on iTunes. And make sure to uh, listen to some other shows on the Maximum Fun Network, like Jordan Jesse Go, Judge John Hodgman. Stop podcasting yourself. Um, my brother, my brother, and me. Tickets went on sale today for Max Fun Con. Uh, go buy your tickets for that right now. It's Immediately. Stop. Stop. Drop yeah. everything you're doing. Drop what you're doing. Stop. Go. Unless you're in the bathtub, then just treat yourself. Yeah, just relax. But then head- go. At least tickets. till the headache passes. Uh, and that's going to do it for us. Make sure you join us again next Friday. On Sawbones. Until then, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. All right. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.